Hello out there in the realms of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, let me explain there, friend. I'm BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. Joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who is only watching the show for the first time in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy? Season 3 finale! Season Woo! 3 finale! That's what I have the ukulele for. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, we just wrapped Season 3, which is, of course, Season 6, Episode 1, entitled The Red Woman. And as is tradition, we're going to uh, signal this with a shot with a little bit of uh, Johnny Walker whiskey. Mm. Johnny Walker uh, signature Game of Thrones whiskey, the uh, Song of Ice edition. So uh, let's let's have at it. Cheers. That was pretty good. Very subtle. Uh, not unpleasant. Yeah, very, very light. But uh, that's pretty easy going. Yeah, like... I was already wincing because just Johnny Walker, because traditionally the whiskey that can be compared to bin juice. <laughs> I mean, harsh but fair. <laughs> no, ma'am, I'm actually kind of on board with that. It's it's light, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Yeah, I, I wish like because I've often wondered if the multiple Johnny Walker Game of Thrones whiskey editions mm-hmm. are all just coming from the same funnel. Yeah, like that Simpsons gag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, this is quite different to the White Walker, and uh, we'll, we'll also try the Song of Fire end of next season, I suppose. Woo! And then we have to find more whiskeys. Yep, so Johnny Walker, yeah, uh, now up- is the time to ramp up production. Now, to, Well, I guess they've got all the spin-off series that they yeah, could base whiskeys off. We've pitched a few. Yeah. I mean, seeing as for some weird reason this partnership between Game of Thrones and Johnny Walker only really kicked in at the end of the entire, after the show was even over. Yep. Uh, surely they'll just be like us, and the the longer Game of Thrones is over, the more content they'll have. Yeah, and it'd be like if Lucky Strike came out with like a Mad Men branded packet now. Yeah, like now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird, weird times. Anyway, let's move on to our questionnaire. Elliot, what just happened? Um, hmm. Oh, uh, well, a bunch of things. Like Many things. I, I have been keeping a tally of like the plot thread count mm-hmm. like in each episode for a few episodes now. This is a new record. I'm at really? 10. Wow. <laughs> now, I think the first time I did that was 11, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What I kind of realized in watching this is v- this is very much a resolving all the cliffhangers from the end of the season kind of thing. You're like, yeah. yeah, no, this is actually a little bit of a drag because we've already seen them resolved effectively. Yeah, I we was already- tempted to do the snoring gag, but the fact is I had higher highs in this one than I've had certainly through mm. most of this season, but every complaint that I've had about the lows was fairly consistent here too. Yeah, but I mean, hey, we got a little bit of nudity, we got plenty of violence, but what was your MVP? Oh my god, there's just so many, I don't know who to fucking pick. Because um, no one really gets that much time in the sun, it's just, mm. I don't know, Theon, I guess, he was a bit more confident than usual. Yeah, Theon and Sansa are on the run, and he's very bad at being distracting. Yeah. Because, like, he heads them off, and they're like, where's Lady Sansa? And he's all like, oh, she died, she broke her leg, and I left her for dead. And they're like, oh, wait, she's over there. Yeah. <laughs> Piss off, Theon. <laughs> yeah, so just for everyone at home, just remember, this is the one where, uh, you know, Sir Davos finds Jon's body, Sansa and Theon are on the run, um, you know, uh, Arya is now blind, I think she gets blind pretty early, uh, pretty late last season. Uh, and uh, some other stuff we'll get to a bit later, which I'm sure was on your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, save for a few scenes, like, I don't really have an MVP, and it's not mm. through fault of anyone yeah, in particular. Just, it was all consistently dramatic. Yeah. I, and I do really like there's a bit where, you know, 
uh, they're exhausted and they've just crossed this river and Sansa's freezing. They're both freezing and they kind of get into the hook of like a fallen tree. And there's a brief moment where they just hug and it looks like frostbite's taking Sansa's face and it mm. you kind of like they might actually just die right now. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, in the in the attempt of escape, has just killed them off. But at least they'll die free. That kind of ending. Yeah. Um. So the music just kind of stops for a little bit and then Brian shows up and kicks some ass. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There is my MVP. Brian rules. Yeah, she really does. I literally just wrote down in notes. Brian. <laughs> Coming to the day with Podrick and like Podrick gets in a few good licks himself, but yeah. ultimately still needs to be saved. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, she kicks ass and gets like a pretty brutal fatality when one guy's on the ground. He's like, no, no, she's like, sink. Yeah, no throat for you. <laughs> beg, 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 beg. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> Yeah, I like I liked this scene maybe because there's just such there was just so not a lot of violence throughout the season, but like mm. I think maybe the only fault of this scene there's might have been a bit too quick cutty like mm. there was a lot of that sort of slash the thing and cut to something else and then like i guess it drives the drama and whatever but i mean yeah. i'm being a little bit nitpicky because it, i overall did like it yeah it definitely drives the excitement i kind of would have loved to see a ba- battle sequence play out in like just kind of like a mid-distance shot and let it just play out that'd be yeah. pretty dope but i understand yeah it's, it's a lot of stunt work and that's difficult uh, and then we get kind of a pretty sweet moment where, um, you know, after it's all over, Brienne lays a sword down and swears her life to Sansa, and Sansa oh, yeah. repeats her side of the the um, kind of swearing in. But Except she had to go to Podrick. Oh, fuck it. Line! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I mean, she's also never done this before, and it's kind of that uh, regaining a little bit of power from, yeah. from having nearly frozen to death seconds earlier. Hmm. So yeah, it's a pretty good scene. That was my MVP, I think. It was Sansa swearing uh, Brienne in. Either that or Cecil Lannister's face when she runs down thinking her uh, daughter has arrived only to find out she's already dead. Oh, okay. That was... Yeah. Because when characters are sharing a knowing look mm-hmm. and like the audience is meant to know, except this audience right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's not watching the show correctly. I'm like, I mean, correctly. <laughs> it's, you know... What is this knowing look saying? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> but there's that's, that happiness that just slowly fades and crushes. Ah, it's beautiful. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Lena Headley, once again, killing it. Um, yeah. Well, I did like her scene as well, sort of talking through her grief and describing what a body does when it decomposes. And Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of the, the grim reality of grief. And it was uh, Marcella. We all, I, I never remember her name, but uh, she's, you know, one of the... And she has a good speech about how Marcella was just good. Yeah. How she was stunned that she managed to create this child because she wasn't greedy or selfish or like, you know, her... her uh, like. Cecil Lannister, or like Jamie, or like any of them, it was like, it was like yeah, really, really genuine moment of emotion mm-hmm. from a terrible, terrible person. Yeah, um, and yeah, Jamie has his whole oh fuck prophecy and fuck fate, <laughs> and we've had a few string of fuck things in, yeah. as our titles: so. fuck tradition, fuck Foxtel, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck prophecy, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, if we had a segment on this show called Fuck Talk, we'd have, yeah, a consistent segment at least. Yeah. Violence and nudity don't often get filled out, but... But, you know, uh, and my last MVP is just going to be Sir Davos forever. Because uh, <laughs> they've got the body of Jon Snow and the guy who's taken over is like, oh, if you come out, we'll let you all leave peacefully. And he's like, oh, you hear that, boys? We'll all be fine. It'll be all right. Uh, can I get some mutton, please? Though? Yeah. It's <laughs> just like... Being I kept expecting him to like expand upon that, and also maybe like a nice robe. It's a bit chilly, and maybe you could get me some ale and maybe a banana. I would just—I'm <laughs> a bit lacking in potassium. Could I get me a banana, please? And whatever they've got at the checkout in the the sweet section, mm, what know. do they have in this universe instead of Kinder Surprise? Uh, Maltesers, Ken- I guess. Kinder plums, <laughs> Kinder sweet plums. Yeah, and this kind of ends it with a 
Well, we'll consider your offer and talk amongst ourselves. But it's like a thanks for your call. Yeah. Your call is important to us. So Davos will get back to you shortly. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think MVP is going to have to be Bri- Brian saving the day and Sansa yeah. and swearing. And that's all real good. Although uh, Davos, no, I think you raise a good point. And, you know, in amongst the many words he says, well, mutton. Mutton. Yeah. Mutton. Oh, like, make that your ringtone. It's dope. <laughs> okay. Nudity. Yay. Can yeah. finally fill out this question. I know. It's, it's a surprisingly rare one for us, but uh, I guess we're not getting much sex position in this one. And, All you right. know, this season we've talked about power uh, in nudity and mm-hmm. how it's displayed here. Um, this was a really interesting scene to me in which it sort of felt very vulnerable. And so she takes off her clothes and ages 100 years. Yes, yeah, so of clarity, people <laughs> at home, this is, this is the scene where we find out Melisandre is the red woman is actually like a really old woman. And it's apparently the necklace that's uh, keeping her youthful. Yeah, right. Which uh, explains why everyone in this religion is smoking hot. Mm. So, because remember we saw that other red woman, and she was also way back in like Marine, and she was talking Tyrion, and trust me, it was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, apparently, just uh, the Lord of Light likes his priestesses hot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, I can get on board with this religion. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> but no, I thought it was a very tasteful and sort of vulnerable scene. And then, mm. yeah, when they did the pull back and reveal the the old and very, very old and um, <laughs> uh, how do I put this? Accurate sort of <laughs> bodysuit that she was wearing in that moment. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if this was like an actor they'd kind of manipulated the face of to look more like um, Millhouse or uh, <laughs> what, or if they just CG'd the eyes, I'm not too sure. But yeah, maybe bodysuit, I don't know. Yeah, I'd put so much money on that was, um, yeah, attached body, to body the suit. actor actress. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I mean, props to Millhouse then for really getting like the facial expression down of just this exhaustion because at this point she's, uh, you know, had this prophecy about Jon Snow, but now he's dead and she's like, Everything I believe isn't real, as we saw in the next slash last episode. Mm. Uh, yeah, where she was just bummed out. Sad girl. Sad old lady. Wait, so in that scene, she's having a crisis of faith, and yep. she's like, oh, magic isn't real. She is the evidence of magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't mean she doesn't have it. It might be real, but, you know. Still. It's, it's not flowing through her anymore, apparently. Mm. Could have put the necklace on snow. Why didn't she try that, rather than just a lot of gobbledygook, quest- gobbledygook, please? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of questions about that necklace, how it works, uh, what's going on, was she always that old? Is she? You know, we never really find out, but I kind of enjoy the mystery. It, it was a real surprise the first time we saw this. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but she just sort of like gradually pisses off throughout the rest of the season. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of them kind of do that. They waft in, say something cryptic, and waft out again. Yeah, like there was that scene where Davis like shunned her out or whatever for yeah. burning the little girl. Yep. But yeah, Way to pay I, attention, yeah. Yeah, well, more having a memory for any of this shit, because, oh boy, like, there's just, it feels like there were a lot of plot points that got dropped. There, oh man, yeah, that's, again, that's why people are angry. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you also recall way back in The Long Night, where uh, she dies eventually, because she just, um, I think she just drops her necklace and walks out, and you can kind of see her getting smaller and more frail before she falls over dead. Oh, I mean, f- f- you can't really see anything in that episode. So. No, <laughs> of all the things you can't see, that was one of them. Uh, but I was sort of thinking this as well with a wispy-haired uh, sword fighter guy who, like, I can't remember. Maybe he w- he did have some more impact, but, yeah, he sort wispy of felt... hair for which guy? I don't know. He's one of like the bit players in the room there with Jon Snow's 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the other uh, Night's Watch dudes who's, um, yeah, I know the guy you mean. I just don't know how else to explain him other than wispy hair guy. Yeah. Kind of looks like the rhythm guitarist of a metal band. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a band member you would ignore. Be like, hey, yeah. it's you. I forget your name, but hey, I love your band. Yeah, and it felt like that's what Game of Thrones did to him as well. Just sort of gradually forgot him, even though he was sort of... He's kind of like, an important character. Yeah, for a guy, I literally have no idea what his name is. Yeah. And doesn't even have really enough to really give a nickname to. I mean, he's one of the guys Jon Snow gives a big hug to. Yeah, you know, when he, yeah exactly. He's an important character. No fucking clue who he is. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll find that out. They just—they <laughs> need to remember occasionally just shout each other's names for a while so we can remember who these people are. Oh, but then takes away the fun of nicknaming them. <laughs> ah, yeah, for sure. Wispy-haired rhythm guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that does it for nudity, or is there something else? No. Nah. Okay, which brings us to violence. Violence. And there was plenty, other than Brian getting a good old hack and slash in. Mm. Uh, sorry, my pen was kind of screwing up on this one, so I'm trying to read. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking uh, the print, uh, King of Dawn gets shanked. Mm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and shanked good. I really liked this scene. like, mm-hmm. And especially when she's monologuing at the end and is like, your people didn't really like you. Do you see them coming to your defense? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the guards didn't are, even flinch. The guards just stand there going, whatever. <laughs> oh no, he's dying. It's not, is it our job to protect it? It is. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> I was going to say the bit where last episode where, um, you know, Ramsey shanks his dad and that other guy's just like, this is fine. Yeah. So yeah, a lot, a lot of apathy going around, but that's the wrong kind of apathy. That's the problem. Yeah. <sighs> learn, <laughs> learn the right kind of apathy, Game of, Game of Thrones people. But no, you could absolutely do that dog in the fire. This is fine. Yeah. meme and just apply it to a lot of these scenes oh yeah <laughs> but yeah he's sitting in his wheelchair he gets murdered a lot yeah and uh then we see his son just get stabbed speared through the back of the head and out in front of his face oh i loved this with the you know uh, who's gonna kill you and like why would he turn his back on like it, it, i know he didn't see it coming but he should have he, he thought they had honor but no the sand vipers are just dicks <laughs> so yeah i will say this is a little bit of a disappointment from the forward watch because these they got hyped up a lot as really great fighters these girls yeah and you kind of only ever see them sneaky assassinate someone in the back of the head and then later on they get killed by uh Euron, mm. and that's kind of all you see and it's like but they were like really built up and they had whips and stuff it was cool oh so i'm not gonna see much of them going Backward, not, forward. Not that I remember. No, you see bits of them. And you see certain bits of them. But um, I don't remember there being like a really good fight. we like, that was sick. Yeah. But at least hey, maybe I remember bad. Hmm. Maybe I too much Walker. <laughs> Speaking of. Yep. Sip of scotch. Cheers. The other note of violence that I had was uh, we get another uh, blind girl mm-hmm. gets beat up by a bobcat, uh, bobcat girl that doesn't Bo- have a name. Bobcut throwdown, yeah. Yeah, but I do like it's got a little bit there where she's sitting there blind. You kind of see that she's starting to listen around a little bit more. And you're like, ah, maybe that's why he made her blind. And then Bobcut Girl just smacks the crap out of her. Yeah, so, like, as I sort of feel And also, once again, everyone's just like, oh, okay, someone's beating up a blind girl. Whatever. My thought exactly (laughs) is that, yeah, these people have just donated money to this woman walking by and, like, have not heard her cries as she gets sticked in the face. Mm Mm-hmm. Just fully fucking Donatello'd up. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah, if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are going on on their weird crossover toys, they've at least got Bobcat Donatello to go off now. Yeah, so just for everyone at home, I saw, saw a weird WWE crossover with the uh, Ninja Turtles. It was like Rowdy Roddy Piper or Rowdy Raphael Piper. Yeah. Weird. 
No, I looked it up after you mentioned it. There's been like uh, three runs of them. Like Undertaker Leonardo. Yeah, no, of course. What? (laughs) Isn't he a heel? Shouldn't it be a villain? Uh, (laughs) Ah, man. Yeah. Yeah, weird shit. As likely as it is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did a crossover with WWE, would it be that they would do one with Game of Thrones Yeah, as would well? it be so crazy? You could have the mountain in there, the hound. Oh, yeah. You know, have the mountain crush your head against a brick wall, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mountain shredder. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, which could have also been played by Kevin Nash as it was in Secret of the Ooze. Never mind. This is just going into deep Ninja now it, Turtles Now lore. we're just in, yeah, Turtles of Ninja. <laughs> That's an interesting point, actually, there. The Ninja Turtles already did a wrestling crossover when they had Kevin Nash play Super Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I've got that out of my system. Next! Good for you. (laughs) No cock talk, unfortunately, although we did have a lot of Dothraki dudes talking about how they were going to bang Daenerys. Not the same. Yeah. They were not like, I'm going to have sex with her with my penis, and this is what my dick is like. It's like a, I don't know, a wobbling snake toy. I couldn't think of a good metaphor. I'm not happy with that one. You know, write in with your own metaphors. I can't think of everything. Well, no, that's at the heart of an essence of cock talk, isn't it? It's yeah. using the cock as a metaphor for exactly. talk. And it's not at this point. It's just it's just doing its function. Yeah, these Great. are just a couple of Dothraki bros just fucking... Dothraki uh, broing it up. Gonna fucking hit that bitch. Or, uh, yeah, it's almost Klingon, but yeah. it's not quite. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, heard back and forth with uh, What's-His-Face that was tense and stuff. Yeah, that was some good She bitches. listed off all 40 of her names. God damn, yeah, and he's like, you'll be stupid queen of nothing, idiot. The weird thing is he, like, like threatens to, you know, rape her and everything, mm-hmm. and then she, then they mention Carl Drogo, and then he immediately goes, oh, I can't do that. You're a widow. Never mind. That's weird, well, right? a he, widow of another Carl. That's yeah. the thing. That's that's the bro code they've got. It is a bit weird that he knows Carl Drogo, and he obviously knows that his, he was married to, like, a whitehead woman. Doesn't make the connection. <laughs> right. Like, how many people looking like Daenerys are walking around wearing dragon necklaces? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I sort of gathered from this scene that, like, he knew, but he just, like, went back on it for no particular reason. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I did also get a bit of a chuckle out of what I'm just trying to decide the name of. Should it be like uh, Games of Python or Monty of Thrones or something where we cross Monty Python with Thrones of Game? Um, basically, the whole bit where he's like, "What?" he's all like, what is better than seeing a beautiful woman naked for the first time? And the other guy's like, Conquer- killing another cow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, but other than that, what is uh, actually conquering a city and enslaving its people? Okay, but other than that, the aqueduct, <laughs> the bought irrigation, then built the roads, what have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> Brought peace? Shut up! Yep. <laughs> you know, that whole bit from uh, Life of Brian. Mm. No, I was having the, that whole thought in during that scene as well. <laughs> Oh, have you ever, like, worn clothes right out of the dryer on a cold day? Shit. I'll tell you what, like, fresh linen bed sheets are just <laughs> sliding in after a shower, and, oh, it's just so clean and crisp. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, sex is great. <laughs> but have you just had nice, clean sheets? What a really well-cooked egg. <laughs> Not tonight, honey. The sheets are too clean. Yeah, I'm sorry, but have you felt this? Come on. We'll feel the sheets together. Yeah. <laughs> no funny business. Yep, uh, we also get a little bit of uh, Varus and Tyrion's charming double act as they're walking through the kind of ruined city, streets of Marine. Yeah. It's all abandoned, everyone's scared, and there's this woman clinging to her baby, and Tyrion's all like, 
here, have some money for your baby, so your baby can eat. And Ferris is like, God, you suck. He, he, she thinks you're trying to pay for her baby so you can eat it. <laughs> Let me explain in non-suck term. Yeah. So what's this scene as well? Everyone thinks that Daenerys abandoned them. Yeah, so they reference how she took off on a dragon after an assassination attempt at a fighting pit, and then seems to have vanished. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Because uh, I'm trying to piece this season together now. Yeah. Okay. So she was out picking flowers, which we yep. hope to see one day, <laughs> finally, and uh, didn't come back. You know, went for a pack of flowers and uh, never came home. So this led to those three guys coming in to enslave Marine. Mm, the um, the old masters. Yeah. After they torch their fleet, and uh, then Tyrion tries to make peace with them, and then they uh, yeah. throw rocks at the uh, city, and yeah. Yeah. And Daenerys shows up just in time. Mm. There's a lot more Deus Ex in these last th- three seasons than I remembered. Yeah, because I'm I'm just trying to piece together the arc of this particular plot thread, and from all I can tell, it's just mostly been there to have Tyrion and Grey Worm and uh, Miss Sunday and um, yeah. uh, Burnt Newton have this little cute little back and forth. Pretty much. Like, it doesn't feel like many actual plot points happened. No, nothing happens without Daenerys around. Yeah. So they're just mostly uh, keeping the machine going while she gets back. Um, I guess for Daenerys, it's more of a... She was riding the high of a lot of victory for a long time, and now this is kind of bringing her crashing back down by... You know, because she stands there and she gives her a whole list of a bunch of names, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. She's still, she doesn't have any dragons. She doesn't have an army. She's just a person standing there completely powerless. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's an interesting point. It does feel like, uh, you know, really long diversion. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, in the forward watch, we're all like, oh, now she's going to go across the sea and invade Westeros. And it's going to be all like, pew, 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 pew. And the dragons will be like, rah. And people are like, oh, my God, how are you? Yeah. And they're like, ching, 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 ching with swords. And then that took it another season to happen. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, because even when she does show up, it's like, I remember not being that satisfied with those, like, scenes either. Like, I thought they were very rushed and dealt with very quickly, whereas building up to it has just been such a long drag where they're not actually developing the story in any real way, to me anyway. It just Mm -hmm. feels like uh, politics, politics, discussions, discussions. Yeah, that's Game of Thrones. As cute as Peter Drinkledge is, it did wear on me a bit. Yeah, because it felt like it was entirely relying on just Tyrion being Tyrion to carry this scene. Which it did. Which it did. But still. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. It's Because uh, what else do we really learn from this other than the city is slowly turning around to seeing Daenerys as, you know, their, their liberator and, yeah. you know, they have to rise up and be strong even without her, but that doesn't, she comes back, so we don't need that. Mm. Yeah, don't really functionally do anything other than, I guess, character building for a city. We'll put yeah. it that way. Man, we're getting close here. You got any other notes? Oh, I am running so dry. I saw the start of, like, that chick's brainwashing from the High Sparrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Marjorie Tyrell. Yeah, again, can't say this felt like anything more than the same scene fucking playing out again and again this season. Yeah, I will throw uh, props out to the woman who plays Scepter Uella. Scepter, that's a good title. It is, it's very good. Well, I mean, they're the Sept, because it's, you know, Seven, there's the Ah, whole the thing. Seven Star thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just standing there, and she's reading the Bible, and she's like, can you let me out? And she's like, confess. 
Mm. She's very good at making one word sound like you're incredibly guilty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so good on that. She'd be like a very good strict school mom or something like that. Mm. I hope she's really nice in person, but just knows how to do that kind of thing. <laughs> just knows how to dig deep and get out uh, her interceptor. Yeah. I mean, it works, man. A uh, bit of Ramsey. Flash Gordon Ramsey straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I don't know what he was doing. Something evil. Oh, yeah. He was all like, <laughs> this person I actually kind of liked. Oh, you're dead now. Oh, well, feed it to the dogs. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's building that up. Mm-hmm. He's a dick even to people he likes. Mm. Well, I guess the corpses are people he likes. <laughs> yeah, i got to say, other than that, man, I am literally out of notes. I only took a page for this mm-hmm. one. I normally take at least a page and a half or two, but this was actually surprisingly small for well, again, me. Again, I think it was because it was all resolution. So it was all, and this character's okay now. And this character's okay now. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. Um, What else did I have here? Oh, yeah, there's a bit where the guys who killed John are just in the hall and people are like, we need to know who killed our Lord Commander. He's like, well, I did. And mm. he did. And he did. But we had this reason and you should all agree. And they're like, oh, okay. Rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any of these council meetings end with like a, dis- a total disagreement. Like, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, at least one have someone go, nope, let's stab each other about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, who knows what's in the future slash past? The future. Mm. The fast. No, that's already a thing. Death. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And Dan Brady's. Hang on. I got this here. Dan Brady's braids are drained. She, her hair looks terrible in this one. Yep, that's right. But as we discovered last episode, her her hair becomes braided with her own sense of power and ability. Yeah, yeah. it's it's self braiding hair. Yeah, we went to too many places, like logical places. You know, mm. is it Peter Dinklage? It was it Missandre? It? Was it someone else? Was it one of the you know? Was uh, it the dragons? Yeah, <laughs> you know because they do have you know a blow dryer accessible but to no them. Thumbs, <laughs> thumbs are important for braids. But no, Ask any hairdresser. Just your own self sense of self uh, confidence, and yeah. that's all it takes. Yeah, maybe she's born with it. No, she is. <laughs> yeah, because as she's walking, yeah, there's that one braid that's only just in, and yeah, just yeah. a little bit. She remembers who she is, but it's like uh, just holding it together. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that confirmed. Mm-hmm. Our, th- our theory is sound. Yep. Yes. Callus Arm and that guy just have a bit of back and forth, but I didn't really have any of the notes other than they were talking. I guess they find the place where she was taken and they do a bit of tracking and they find a ring she dropped as a, like a clue. Yeah. And that was about it. Man, Again, they really played a long game with Callus Arm, didn't they? Oh, they, they play a long game with virtually everything unless it's in season seven or eight. <laughs> well, yeah. even then, like his whole thing was like a three episode arc to me in season seven, mm-hmm. but they just sort of peppered it out through this season. But I've got to say, in this scene, his, uh, his arm looks shit. It really looked painted on. Yeah, it's not. It's meant to be not as developed. It is, you know, yeah. but still. And I get the feeling from this scene that they didn't want it to rain because there was a lot of inconsistent raining shots. I didn't notice. Yeah, uh, it's just very background detail. You can tell they blurred it out to mostly successful effect, but it was fairly inconsistently yeah, raining bit, throughout that scene. Fair enough. You can't control the weather. No, that's it. That's the problem with shooting outdoors mm-hmm. in like lush locations, like wherever the hell they are. I yeah. assume New Zealand. It's every. It's always. It's always <laughs> New Zealand. It's like <laughs> New Zealand is uh, it, it, um, every other country except New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you need a fantasy realm. New Zealand. Mm. All right. Well, that puts me out of notes. That puts you out of notes. Yeah. Then we must ask, how do we get here? 
Oh, look, I was really hoping for a big bombastic season opener, but I think I'm just going to have to hold out hoping for a big bombastic season closer. I feel like, I mean, from memory, I feel like that's more likely, yeah. Yeah, because, like, this is on me. You know, I'm watching the show the wrong way. No, so. no such thing as the wrong way. <laughs> but all these scenes and dramatic, drawn-out fucking things, it's just... And knowing looks. Yeah, so many knowing looks in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, between Cersei and Jamie, and yeah. between Theon and uh, Sansa, and then with Milhouse and herself. Yep. Yeah, so I'm hoping for just complete fucking chaos next time. Nice. I'm seeing Daenerys getting taken away as she's out on a run to the flower shop. Yep. I'm going to see Jon Snow get stabbed. Yep. <laughs> what else? There's like 10 fucking plot threads. Oh, so Theon and Sansa are going to make their break from Ramsay mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I'm going to see a lot of cool shit next uh, on Season 4 of Thrones of Game. Season 4 of Thrones of Game, coming soon to this podcast. All right, cool. Well, if that's me out of notes, and that's you out of notes, then I've been BT Calloway, and you've been... Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch has ended. I kind of balls that up. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever. Three seasons. <laughs>